Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Who's ready for a Holy Ghost party? <laughs> sure you're ready? Well, today, um, um, whew, this is going to be good. We have to do things differently, but I think different is okay for this. I'm going to ask my lovely bride, Liz, she's going to join me today to help preach this message. Today, we remember and celebrate on the calendar the day of Pentecost. If you've ever been to Encounter Church, you know we're always Pentecostal. <laughs> Not the denomination, but we're always spirit-filled, pursuing the Holy Spirit all the time. But today, we want to remember and celebrate the, the day of Pentecost. And let me tell you, to me, the happiest thing ever about the day of Pentecost was that it was a day that officially and permanently opened up the heavens over us. The day of Pentecost wasn't just the day that the Holy Spirit was poured out. It was the day that the Holy Spirit began to be poured out. And those heavens that were opened on the day of Pentecost remain open over us today. And so... I want you to understand we celebrate it, we commemorate it today, but Pentecost should be an everyday, ongoing, ever-increasing experience for every disciple of Jesus Christ. They say, I'm new to this. I don't even know what you're talking about. What is Pentecost, right? Where, and where did my friend bring me this morning? <laughs> Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Jesus, before uh, he ascended, he'd, you know, gone to the cross, died, been buried. After three days, rose again. And he was just about to ascend back to the Father. He was going to go back to the Father. And he was eating. He was sitting down. He was eating with his disciples. And he told them something very, very important that they were to follow. Okay? This is Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. It says, Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. Come on, somebody say, the gift. the gift. Come on, it's not a gift. He's the gift. He's the gift. As I told you before, John baptized with water, which we also still do. We baptize with water, right? But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? They weren't getting the, the real message here. And he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they're not for you to know. Let's not focus on the wrong thing here. And here is such an important phrase. But this is what I want you to focus on, right? 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Come on, say power. power. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after saying this, imagine this, just picture this. Jesus was taken into or taking up, taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. All right. Who's ready for a Holy Ghost party? All right. I want you to, I want you to say this with me. Say, hearts up, hands off, mouths open. All right. Let's, let, let's try that. Um, let's join with the kids. All right. Let's say, hearts up, hands off. Mouths open. I'll explain that in just a minute. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. The, the festival, the day of Pentecost, or the festival of Pentecost, was a celebration uh, of the harvest. Okay, They were celebrating the harvest that God had blessed them with. And people would come from all over to a central place, Jerusalem, to celebrate this big festival, to thank God for giving them crops, for giving them the harvest, right? And so that's what was happening. It wasn't, you know, you read the day of Pentecost. It was more than just a day. It was a whole festival. So there was lots of people in Jerusalem. There was lots of people in the streets. And as I said, and as we prayed earlier, right, it, it, it wasn't just one certain type of people. It was all kinds of people, right? And, and if, as we continue to read, you'll see it was different people from different places who spoke different languages. They would have been different shades and different colors and had different cultures, right? But they all came together for the purpose of celebrating God's blessing in the harvest. And so on the day of Pentecost, in that special festival where there were all these people gathered together in Jerusalem, it says all the what? All the believers were meeting together in one place how many are excited this morning that we're actually meeting together in one place <laughs> 12 weeks y'all <laughs> we went 12 weeks without being able to meet together in one place <sighs> telling you this is no coincidence that today is the day of pentecost we didn't plan it this way by the way I would have never asked for it to necessarily be this way. I didn't like one of the 12 weeks being locked down. But what an amazing thing that I know is no coincidence. It's a divine setup. But that on the day of the calendar, the day of Pentecost that's celebrated today, on the calendar, we are gathered together in one place. Yes. Woo. And then it says... My favorite word in this passage, suddenly. There is a suddenly coming to us. There is a suddenly coming to the church of Jesus Christ. There is a suddenly coming to our city. There is a suddenly coming to our nation. I believe it. I don't just think it. I believe it. I hear God saying from heaven, suddenly is here. A sudden move of God, a sudden outpouring of the Spirit, sudden changes that, that have been prayed for for years, a sudden revival, a sudden change of hearts, sudden openness to the gospel, suddenly hard hearts becoming soft, 
Suddenly closed minds becoming opened. Suddenly Jesus haters becoming Jesus lovers. Come on, say suddenly. There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And then it filled the house where they were sitting. Come on, don't just read this or hear me. I want you to imagine it. All of a sudden, there was a windstorm and it came inside the building. Somebody say, that's scary. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not necessarily, I don't know what I would do if we had a tornado warning and all of a sudden the wind came inside the building. But it was sudden, this sudden storm came outside and then the wind came inside and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, as if that weren't strange enough, it says that what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And then if that weren't, if wind coming inside the building and fire that looked like tongues or flames spread out and settled on on each person, if that weren't like wow enough, all of a sudden it says they began to speak in other tongues or other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. I don't have time to read the rest of Acts chapter 2, but what ensues is holy mayhem. People actually thought they were drunk. Because they were so touched and so moved by the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, they, they, they were supernaturally speaking all these different languages. And then people, because there were so many people gathered from different places and different cultures. and They, 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 they heard it. They heard the wind. I'm, I'm guessing they, the building's on fire. I don't know what they heard, but they heard the rumor. They heard them speaking all these languages. And then it says that these people from different places heard them. Speaking their own language. And they were speaking. They're basically, they were preaching the gospel in, their, in all these different languages. And thousands of people that very day came into the kingdom of God. Come on, say, hearts up. Hearts up. Hands, off, hands off. Mouths open. Let me break that down for you real quick. Come on one time, say, hearts up. What do I mean by hearts up? Hunger. Hunger. Pursuit. Jesus told them to wait, and they waited. (laughs) They didn't just wait around for a day and then go on about their business and try to figure this, you know, preaching the gospel to the whole world on their own which is unfortunately what a lot of Christians do these days, trying to preach the gospel without the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Doesn't work, by the way. (laughs) Doesn't work without the power. Without the power, it's just another message to people. It's just another message. It's just another religious message without the power, without the presence of the Holy Spirit. But that's not what the gospel is. The gospel isn't just a message. It's power. It's the power of God to save everyone who will believe. And the Holy Spirit had showed up to give them power. But guess what? They had their hearts up. 
They weren't just kind of nominally, nonchalantly hoping maybe what Jesus said will happen. No, he told them, wait, and they waited. They waited. They were hungry. They kept their hearts up to heaven. They were pursuing him. They were praying. They were together just waiting. And let me tell you something today. Keep your heart perpetually lifted up to heaven. There is always more of the Holy Spirit. I don't care how much you've already experienced. And maybe you're here and you say, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit today before. Today is your day. Whew. He's here and he's coming and he's increasing more and more his presence among us. But you might say, but I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Guess what? There's more. And then once you've got more, there's more. And then once you, imagine if you thought, well, I already drank some water one time back 13 years ago. Let me tell you, what good would a glass of water that you drank 13 years ago do you? What good would a glass of water you drank 13 hours ago do you? The Holy Spirit is not a rain shower. He's a mighty river. And there's always more. Once you, th even if you think you're drowning in the depths of the Spirit, guess what? There's a deeper, deeper place. There's more. There's always more. But we have to keep our hearts up, hungry, pursuing, waiting, wanting, desiring more. Keep a hungry heart. Come on, why don't you just pray that right now? Jesus, help me to keep a hungry heart. Hearts up. Second things, hands off. Now, bear with me a little bit on this one. We definitely, if this is your first time in Encounter Church, this is different. <laughs> because we most definitely believe in the laying on of hands. We do. But you absolutely cannot depend on somebody else for you to experience the Holy Spirit for yourself. We believe in it. We lay hands on. We're not laying hands on today. Maybe for a few weeks until we, we're sure that that's okay. We're not going to come get shut down. Um, <laughs> we believe in the laying on of hands, but I got good news for you on the day of Pentecost. Nobody laid hands on anybody that day. And they all... They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All of them without anybody else's hands. Some of y'all going to get that a little bit later. <laughs> I like how it says that when the fire came, it didn't come collectively on them, but it says that a flame settled on each of them. On each of them. See, while we can and we do collectively, corporately experience the presence and the power of God, we do, we do, we will today, we are today, right? But let me tell you, that is not the fire. That's not the only fire that we need. 
We, just as the disciples experienced, each and every one of us needs to experience our own flame, our own fire, our own tongue, if you will. And that didn't happen through anybody's help. Today, I think, you know, it's a great time to practice this. Especially because we can't lay hands on each other. Now, let, now, let me clarify that. You can. <laughs> no one will stop you. There's no rule against it, okay? If you feel comfortable laying, having someone lay their hands on you and all that, guess what? How old are you? You can decide that for yourself. But I just think it's such an amazing opportunity right now that we are supposedly having to socially distance, right? And guess what? That's okay with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't even need our closeness. You don't need me or anybody else to do that to you for you to experience the Holy Spirit. What I read is the flame came from heaven, straight from God. And you can, and every one of us must have and experience and live with our own flame. Now, Liz, this week we were talking about this, how extremely meaningful this would have been to this group of people and how meaningful it would have been that every single person experienced their own fire. And she had an amazing revelation about this that she's going to share with you now. Thank you. Is this on? Yes. Um, wow, it's good to be here in the church. It's been quite a while for me. <laughs> and it's good. I've, I've learned to appreciate the body of Christ. The, the fact that we can um, partner with him in the kingdom to just do what he has asked us to do, his work. So I'm happy to be back in the church. And first of all, I want to start by saying that Pentecost Day, I, it, 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 it has a very dear, um, personal, like, like special place in my heart. Just because my life changed when I was touched by the Holy Spirit when I was 13 years old. I encounter the Holy Spirit in a revival meeting, and I've never been the same since then. And it's been real for me it's every single year, every single season. I'm not saying it has been perfect, but I honor the work of the Holy Spirit today. I honor his, who he is to me and, and who he is in, to the church in general and to every believer that is keeping their hearts up. Because I think it's very important to acknowledge that he is God. And, and that he is good, and that he is the gift, you know? It's yes, like yes. the gift. So I honor you, Holy Spirit, for everything you've done in my life. So I was reading Acts 2, 1 through 4, and I was reading the Passion Translation the other day. And I've read this passage many times. You know, if you grew up in the charismatic, like, you, you know this by memory because they always quote it. It is, you know, we read it every time. And as I was reading it, I was just thanking God for him. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming close to me, for baptizing me. So I want to read the same passage, Acts 2, 1 through 4, but in the, in the Passion Translation, if, if you want to follow with me. And it says, on the, day, on the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house 
from out of the heavenly realm. So it was definitely something supernatural, right? It wasn't something like, oh, a fan is on or I don't know, something's going on. It was, it was like, I think it got the attention. And sometimes when things like this happen, you get nervous, you get uneasy right now. So probably when you feel uneasy with us doing the flowers and doing that stuff, that's normal. It's okay to feel uneasy because it's supernatural. God is doing something that we don't know. And it should feel weird or uncomfortable or different. Does that make sense? Because I feel like we're so used to saying, oh, it's weird. It doesn't feel good. It's not from God. But it's supernatural. We don't even know how to, how to define him. You know, how to, de- how to put into words what we're feeling. And I mean, I guess honestly, after everything we live with COVID and everything happening, you know, I'm in desperately need of something supernaturally. Yeah. If, I mean, if I, the people are afraid of a virus, you know, and everything that caused, everything was like turned upside down. I am ready to feel afraid of the whole, like from touching, from being filled with the Holy Spirit and my life being upside down, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Anyways, that was not in my notes. Okay, so... Um, Okay, listen, this is cool. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once, a pillar of fire, say pillar of fire, appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the, by the Spirit to speak in languages they have never learned. So when I was reading this, the Holy Spirit put, like, kind of like told me, Liz, pay attention of pillar of fire. And then he, I was like, okay. You know, I never read, like, the Passion Translation says there was a pillar of fire that appeared, and then it kind of separated to tongues of fire in every person. But then the, the Holy Spirit pointed at me, where have you seen the pillar of fire? And I'm like, well, I've seen the pillar of fire in Exodus. You know, in Exodus, it says that a pillar of cloud, a cloud will lead them through the day and a, cloud, and a pillar of fire will lead them through the night. And I was like, whoa. I was amazed at this because it was such a meaningful thing that was happening that day. As a Jew, they've known Exodus. It is the foundation, you know, of their, of their history. The, since they're little, they have to memorize all these things. They have festival of shelters, Passover. They knew what happened. You know, it was like you've known all this history, but in Pentecost Day, it become reality for every single one of them. And it was just a random manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It was what they've heard and memorized for years Growing up, you know, the, the Jews, God was a pillar of fire leading them by night and a cloud by day. And I dare to think this through a different lens. What if that wind was that cloud rushing in? Because I don't know a lot of weather, but Hunter knows everything about weather. And he's always like, when there's a change in the atmosphere, there's a storm, you know, clouds are forming. So why, you know, I feel like, imagine the amazement that these people have known this story. They know what his, their God has done in the past for them. But now before their very eyes, there was a pillar of fire in that cloud of the presence of God. But not only as a community, but individually going to every single one of them. Saying, I am your pillar of fire. I am your cloud that can lead you to every single day. 
many many times I've said many many times I was planting this church it's just doing life you know I, you know Lord like I want to be led by you I want to with if your cloud you know we, have you heard someone saying we want to go where the cloud is going we want to go where the fire is going we sit as a church if if the cloud is not moving we're not gonna go if the pillar of fire but guess what I have it in me I have it within me so I don't have to be wondering what the will of God is I don't have to be lost because that's what he promised he said I will not leave you orphans I will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit so I want you to feel super special and super empowered today that if you are hungry for him and if you have experienced him there is more for you individually but I also feel that he can be very personal how he touches us you know very personal because I just feel like there's a lot of us here that know a lot about God just like they were that day they knew all the story you know that God loves you you've heard he died for you he rose for your sins you're forgiven he'll never leave you he'll never forsake him but it's not a reality and that's what the Holy Spirit does it takes the knowledge you have about God and it becomes a reality within you and nothing can tell you different very personal I don't know what you're struggling with I don't know what your knowledge is but I can tell you he is real and he wants to make that knowledge of him today to be a reality that you can say I know that he loves me I know that I know that he's real I know that he's for me and I know that I am free that's what the Holy Spirit's been for me and, and it's so and I just feel like after having this revelation I was like just so grateful that that God would come and live with me that God would come and teach me and another thing that I noticed here is that Exodus was all about leaving behind slavery you know they say that Egypt represents slavery saying no and you know when he sets us free then the Holy Spirit that cloud and that fire that presence is for us to walk daily in victory and in power what would happen if the eyes of your understanding will be open today and you could hear with the ears of the Spirit and you could realize the great power that's available for you and I to walk our lives in power full of the presence of God and I just want to finish with this the Holy Spirit is not history he is reality now don't live your Christian walk as a disciple of Jesus based on just knowledge live it based on reality of today hearts up hands off stay hungry have your own experience 
And the final one is mouth open. Not only did the disciples speak in tongues, they also went out and preached the gospel to everyone in their city, in their nation and surrounding area, surrounding nation. Yes, yes, speak in tongues. Are you with me? Yes, speak in tongues. Yes, use your prayer language. We, We teach about that all the time. Pray in the Spirit every day. Yes, 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 speak in tongues. But also, yes, use your mouth to preach the good news. The power of the Holy Spirit came upon them to make them witnesses. And to be a witness, you have to open your mouth. You guys, now is the time. Now is the time. Sometimes we're waiting on something to happen to open our mouth and share the good news with someone. You guys okay? What else needs to happen? Is it not enough that our family members, our neighbors, our nation is lost and dying without him? Myself included first, what are we waiting for? Now is the time. We're going to keep our hearts up, hungry. Continue to pursue and seek the Holy Spirit. Hands off, although we will lay hands on people. We won't depend on anybody else for our own relationship and experience with the Holy Spirit. But it's time we open our mouth. And yes, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit today, you will be. I believe you will be. Maybe you'll speak in tongues for the first time. Maybe you'll receive your prayer language. But I want to tell you, go out of this place with your mouth open. We can't keep this message, this good news message, the hope, the hope of our city, the hope of our nation is the message of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's every one of our mouth. Keep your heart up. Keep our hands off. Let's keep our mouths open. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.